Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade then there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Winning. We're doing some winning out here. Put a smile on your face. We're going to talk about the new right. We have Shamika Michelle, Kira Davis, a blast of a show on I'm Right. Winning, losing, ups and downs. It's part of life, isn't it? It's the way it goes. And it most definitely is part of war. Now, we are in a cultural war. By the grace of God, we're not in a shooting war, but we are in a cultural war. You know this. The stakes are extremely high. What's going to be the outcome? Well, whoever wins, either we're going to win or the communists are going to win, and whoever wins, they're going to decide the direction of the nation culturally. We don't have to really go into how sick and depraved these people are. What would happen if they took over, if they won the culture war? Well the worst of the worst. 
on top of all the starvation and misery and death, these people are sick freaks. So we have to win this war. Now, let's pause for a moment on that. Are you ever going to see the end of it? No. You're never going to see the end of this culture war we're in. You're never going to see final victory. I don't say that to bring you down. I say that to actually make you feel better. This has been going on for a hundred years in this country, if not longer, this culture war they've been waging and they've been winning. They've been gaining ground. We are now, just now, just at the very beginning phase of starting to take back an inch here, an inch there. Doesn't matter how old you are, if you're watching me right now, you'll never see final victory. So put final victory out of your mind. You and me, all of us, we have to learn to simply fall in love with the struggle. Fall in love with the grind. Fall in love with the next battle because that's our life now. That's what we have to be. And in wars, you're going to win battles and you're going to lose them. And when we lose them, we'll learn our lessons and lick our wounds and get up and trudge on. But right now, we're getting some wins out there and in the wake of a win, it is important. It's important for your morale, if nothing else, for us to sit back and look around and say, all right, not too bad. The exit of the Ministry of Truth lady, Nina Chinkowitz, is a gigantic win for you, for me. Because how often have you seen something like this happen? You've seen the communists do a million radical things in this country and use the government in terrible ways. How often have you seen them eventually say, whoa, 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 okay, sorry, and back off? Not often, but we have a new aggressive right out there and we're figuring out we have some juice to force some things. This was a, a stunning development by the Biden administration to use the Department of Homeland Security and come up with this new division with this psychopath in front of it to, well, let's be honest, to censor you, to censor me. Of course, they sold it as a, trying to put down disinformation and they never could give us an exact thing it would do. What's this department going to do? Well, the best practices and we're going to look at the... Okay, that's not an answer. We never knew, but we knew it was bad. And so the right took this organization or took this new department and specifically Nina Chinkowitz, and we started looking into this woman and we were mortified. Obviously not a neutral person. The position shouldn't exist even if she was a neutral person, but a card-carrying nutjob communist and has been for a long time, a long time. Of course, Nita Chinkowitz is all bummed out now because she doesn't get to be Lord High Commander of what you and me get to actually say. But this is a good thing. So of course, she had to put out a statement. She's all sad about the whole thing. Well, I'm deeply disappointed. I, 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 I'm sorry I don't get to control everything you have to say. You know what? Forget her. Let's go take the next one, too. This is a good day. This is a good thing, and it is something you should pause and put a smile on your face about. We were able to win because we were relentlessly aggressive in exposing these people and how sick they are. All we have to do is expose them. All we have to do to that evil is bring it into the light. And understand this. I am... I know some people may be uncomfortable with these kind of offensive tactics. 
digging up old internet videos and getting somebody fired sounds like the kind of thing the right has been complaining about the left doing for a long time. But understand, there's not a comfortable way to uproot the communist tree that has been planted in our front yard. We're going to tear out some lawn. There's going to be some dirt missing. We have to do uncomfortable things. Now, for some of you, maybe you're one of those warrior types, charge in, maybe that's music to your ears. And some of you, maybe it's not. And I'm not passing judgment. And I want to be clear, I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled we have to do politics like this now, but you have to understand we do. The new right is the only chance we have. It is the way forward. Like I said, exposing them, bringing them into the light. Let's talk about abortion. We're winning right now. We had this leak. Remember, they leaked it. The communists leaked it. They leaked it to try to intimidate the judges into not overturning Roe versus Wade. They chose this battle. They decided to bring abortion into the light. And so the right, instead of doing what they normally would do, and normally this is what the right would do. They've done this for years. Well, I mean, I just think it... This is, a, this is a divisive issue. We don't want to divide. Uh, maybe, maybe very rare. Uh, let's get a little bit better. No, 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 no. The right didn't do that. The right chose to wade into it, bring these people into the light, haul them in front of Congress and ask them pointed questions and make these psychopathic evil demons reveal themselves to be what they are. Look at Dan Bishop going after this one. Um, what do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. He didn't have to say anything else. What else is necessary? He asked the question, allow the demons to reveal themselves, and now she's getting played on the first TV. This is how we win. Look at this guy. Mike Johnson goes after, I mean, this is one of the best pieces of video ever. Republican after Republican after Republican across the country, state races, local races, federal races, should be taking this video and not running from the issue. Put this video in a campaign ad. They look like monsters because that's what they are. So, so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition, for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body, and then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical p practitioners okay. and not is, if it is, Listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that Okay, that is and wrong. a two-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder, we would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old, or nine months old, or one week old, or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero. What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own bodies. Wow. Full stop. You don't have to do anything. Bring them into the light. That's all you have to do. And let's pause for a brief moment because this is another thing we need to bring up. Another thing we always need to remind ourselves of this. I know I do. You, you, you do too, I'm sure. Remember, you're not necessarily dealing with a person. And I'm not saying that to be mean. Remember, you're dealing with a robot. 
you're dealing with somebody who not only doesn't think, they don't have any desire to think. And that's what's so hard for us because you're a thinker. You wouldn't be sitting here right now watching I'm Right on the first TV with all your options if you weren't a thinker. You prefer to think. If I say something you disagree with, you let me know. Totally fine. You email all the time. Why? Because you're not a robot. You're not here to get plugged into the hive mind. That's not what we're dealing with. That thing there, she doesn't have another answer. I support uh, uh, people deciding what to do with their own bodies. She walked up to the hive mind. She plugged in her little cord. That was the software they uploaded to her. And now that's all she's capable of doing. That's all she's capable of doing is simply repeating what she's been programmed with. That's what we're dealing with. And look, I, there is something else that we have to talk about. I know I certainly saw this with coronavirus. I'm sure you did too. We have a bunch of great doctors and nurses in this country, and we have a bunch of ones that aren't. We have a bunch of monsters in our medical profession, and the things I hear behind the scenes from doctors and nurses about the things they would say and discuss when it came to things like coronavirus and vaccines, <sighs> made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And these doctors, like this one Chip Roy goes after, ooh boy, this is a doctor. When is the latest that you have performed an abortion in terms of weeks uh, of the uh, unborn child? So since I will always follow the law and I live in the state of Alabama, I provide abortion care up until 20 weeks gestational age. Have, have you um, performed abortions at that stage? And in, in doing so, have you uh, had baby parts that you've had to uh, discard or store in some capacity? One of the things that you all have done Legs, throughout arms. This throughout eyes. this hearing is just use inflammatory language. Inflammatory, no, it's a, no, it's a question. Ma'am, ma'am, it's a simple question. Have you had human parts, baby parts, arms, legs, as a result of an abortion performed at the time you just acknowledged you performed abortion? I am abortions a physician and a proud abortion provider. There is okay. nothing that you can say yeah, yes or makes, no. makes it difficult have, for me to talk about the care that I provide. Right. So have there been baby parts, yes or no? If you would like for me to talk and to where you have about it, where and how have they been stored? Abortion for patients who need care. So the answer to the question is fairly obvious. Age, I'm happy that there are baby parts and you don't want to talk about how they're being stored. That's how that's done. Don't hide. Don't, well, this is a wedge issue in their face. Aggressive offense at all times. Heavy D's been doing it. I mean, we had all these sick freak teachers come out of the woodwork since Florida passed a simple bill saying don't, pass, don't talk to kindergartners about sex. It's a simple bill, right? Very benign, something every parent would agree with. Well, um, not people like this. I think my most toxic trait is that I want to befriend Republicans so that they can have a trans friend. And then when they get pregnant or have a baby, I want them to invite me to the gender reveal party and convince them that being the way I became trans is like a witch came up to me, a transgender witch came up to me and like forced me to be transgender. And then I'm going to like put my hand on the stomach at before they pop a balloon at the gender reveal party. And I'm going to go, ah! so bad. I want every old lady there to keel over and die, have a heart attack. Ugh, that sounds like so much fun. A girl can dream. Okay, that's obviously a person dealing with a lot of mental illness, not a person that needs to be around your children, and these people are around your children. 
We have numbers now. 135 teachers and teachers' aides were charged with child sex crimes this year. 76% of those were against students. We have a major sexual grooming problem happening in America's schools. States like Florida, Heavy D and the Florida legislature, they're out there doing something about it. And of course, whenever you do something about it, remember, when we start taking inches back from the communists, they're going to freak because America's communists have never had anything taken back from them, so they don't know how to react. And they're hoping their freak out will make the right do what the right used to do, the old right. Well, I'm sorry, you're right, that was too far. We should try to moderate. No more, no more. They tried to go after Heavy D. This is how you do it. How do you feel about this amendment for the state legislature, specifically Carlos Pettiemerschmidt, equating to your administration as a regime, of equating you to uh, an authoritarian dictator like Castro or even Maduro? Well, I think it's a slap in the face uh, to everybody in South Florida that has experience with these Marxist dictators in our hemisphere. You have people who were driven out of the island of Cuba. You have people that will, that's so bad, the oppression there, that they would get on a raft and go 90 miles over shark-infested waters to be able to get to freedom. Uh, so to equate Florida, which is viewed not only in our country, but even around the world as a beachhead of freedom, to equate that uh, with those regimes just shows that you have no idea what you're talking about. I realize there may be some people in the state of Florida, uh, not in my party, but uh, some others, politicians, uh, who have a soft spot for dictatorships like in Cuba. They have a soft spot for people like Maduro and Ortega. And, and I just want people to know that uh, I have contempt for those views uh, because those views do not represent the values of the state of Florida, but particularly the values of the people of South Florida. That's how it's done. All right, I doubt it did, but that may have made you uncomfortable. And I'm right. We have a great show for you. We have Kira Davis joining us next. She's running for school board. It's going to be a blast. Before we get to that, I know you want to be more purposeful with your money. I do too. Where we spend it, where we don't spend it. This is something I talk about often. I've talked about it for a long time. I need to get better. I'm getting better. I need to get better. Not perfect. You're not perfect. But one of the easiest ways we can get better is public SQ. Go, download it from the App Store. What is it? Well, you're going out today. You gotta go buy sheets. You gotta go buy a cup of coffee, tires, whatever the case may be. Where should you go for these things? Which of the businesses in your area share your values? Where should you spend your money? Public SQ will tell you. Google Play, Apple Store, whatever. Go get Public SQ. It's the tool we've been waiting for telling us where should I spend and don't spend my money. Public SQ. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
even fundamental scientific truths, such as the existence of two sexes, male and female, are subject to challenge these days. Okay, that was at the University of Wyoming. I want to make sure you understand that wasn't Berkeley, okay? Was, that wasn't New York University. University of Wyoming, you have a group full of vicious communist Marxist students who believe there are more than two genders. Have I been telling you not to send your kids to these schools? Joining me now, my friend Kira Davis. She's the editor-at-large for Red State and much more importantly, running for school board so we can stop raising sick freaks like this. <laughs> Kira, not only do we have all those little communists in the crowd booing something that's a basic scientific fact, we have this senator, Cynthia Loomis, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't dog on her too hard, came out and apologized that anyone was offended after the fact. We're now apologizing for facts? We're now apologizing for biology, and frankly, Jesse, being yeah. a woman, that's what I've been asked to do for the last two to five years, is suddenly apologize for being a woman. Suddenly, I find myself in a position where I actually have to apologize for talking about my period, or apologize for talking about um, being a mother, having the ability to bear children. I mean, this is we are living in the dark ages. When I first started in politics, that was the narrative from the left, right? Oh, the, the right, are they're living in the dark ages. They want to pull us back to medieval time times. But these people are complete science deniers, complete biology deniers. It's one thing to talk about social issues. It's quite another to pretend that we don't have thousands of years of history, biology study, scientific study, data, and just everyday human life to back up the very reasonable claim that there are two genders, male and female. We are in big trouble. And I don't think that the solution anymore is to coddle these people. It's time to call them out for how ridiculous they sound. And I'm sorry that that representative felt she needed to apologize. Um, I would have had more respect for her if she had just stood her ground on behalf of women. No doubt. I, I, this is see. I love what I, I love how aggressive you are, Kira, and I, and I know you don't take any pleasure in that. And actually, believe it or not, neither do I. I, I don't want to be here. I don't like that we have to be this way. But like like you just pointed out, how much am I supposed to coddle someone who's chosen to live in a world of make believe? Should I put you know half a foot in the world of make believe? I mean, I, I can't I can't join you in that world. You can join me in the real world, or we're enemies. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't want it to be this way. <clears throat> I know there are a lot of Republicans and conservatives out there who find it distasteful to 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 be so aggressive or to be so forward. But uh, you mentioned my school board race at the at the top of of the show, and one of the things that I pride myself on in running this race is being absolutely clear with parents what I want. You know, no more politicking. You know, I'm I'm standing against mandates. I'm standing against transgender ideology. I'm standing against. CRT, I will never vote for any of those things to come into our schools or classrooms voluntarily. And that's where we need to be. You know, we, we, we're not living in a world where we can reason with people who have absolutely no intent on grasping reason. And in fact, it's not even that, that they're just ignorant. They're literally out there telling us that reason and logic is white supremacy. 
So how do you deal with that? You can't. There's no logical battle against that. The only thing you can do is either point and laugh or destroy them and salt the earth behind us. Kira, you were ta- you and I were talking a little bit off air before you came on about your school board race. And obviously everyone's cheering for Kira Davis to knock off some, com- some communists off the school board. But the establishment Republican Party has decided to get involved, too. And I have history with this as well. They threw someone in against me back when I ran for Congress. Tell people what the establishment Republicans are doing against you. Well, uh, we've got another candidate that wants to get in the race here. And I think that the issue isn't the candidate. Um, This person is a lovely person as far as I can tell. I just think that the issue is that I haven't been the chosen one. And this is what we're always dealing with with Republicans. We just always seem keen to snatch defeat out of the jaws of of victory. But you know what, Jesse, that doesn't deter me because I know that I have a mandate from the parents because I am a parent. And I think all that we parents can do and we mama bears can do is just run our hearts out, race our hearts out, do everything we can to, to convince people that the time has come to put aside the way we did politics a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. We're done with the expert. You know, we're done with the cult of expertise. Now it's time for people with passion and fervor to get out there and prove to the American people that the government can be ours, that the government can be we the people if we hold them accountable. So it is disappointing. I've always reported on it as uh, as an op-ed journalist, but I've never experienced it personally. And I wish it wasn't that way. And I would invite everyone to join me in fighting for our parents here in Southern California. Kira, teachers' unions are not something difficult to get people mad at. I mean, teachers' unions are scummy. But Randy Weingarten may have taken the teachers' union to a whole new level. Out there calling for social media censorship? You've got a piece up on Red State about this. What's this about? Yeah, she, so the AFT, American Federation of Teachers, is a big stakeholder in Facebook. I think they own something like 61 or $64 million worth of shares. There's a shareholder meeting coming up at Facebook soon. It may have already happened. And so Weingarten sent around a memo urging the shareholders to vote for an investigation, an internal investigation um, at Facebook to investigate their, uh, their lack of censorship their lack of policing of speech, claiming that that free speech on Facebook hurts students the most and they're just trying to educate students. And if Facebook can't control the type of information that's being shared on Facebook, then what they're doing is actually harming education, which is hilarious because no one has been worse for our children. No one has been a bigger enemy to American students the last two years than Randy Weingarten and AFT. They're the ones who are upset that parents are finally noticing what they're doing to our kids. And so they're like, well, we don't want parents noticing and we sure as hell don't want parents sharing what they're noticing. This is just another way to combat this parent-led parental rights movement led by mama bears like me who are out there going, no more. We've seen what you want to do to our kids. We don't like it. And we're paying attention and they can't stand it. Kira Davis, good luck. Again, give out your website so people can support you in your run for school board, please. And I want you to go support Kira, please. Go ahead. 
you, Jesse. My website is Kira for School Board right now. If you're outside of the state, you can't outside of my district, you can't vote for me. You can pray for me and or you can give me money. I definitely need money. I need to raise $100,000. I hate saying that number. It's so crazy, but $100,000 to win this race. And um, I've been overwhelmed by the amount of donations I've received so far from caring Americans from all over the country. This isn't an election. This is a revolution. We're just getting started. Go get them. Kira, thank you. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the stock market for just a second. Look, I'm not a stockbroker. Don't worry. Don't worry. But... I realize everyone's waking up every morning and you're checking your 401k. Stop doing that. And you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm losing everything. Listen, I know smart investors. I don't claim to be one. Smart investors make money when everyone else is taking a beating. So when I talk to experts, I try to lean on them. Mark Chaikin, he called the 2020 crash. This is a guy who knows his way around this stuff. He's not looking at the market right now and panicking. He looks at the market right now and he sees a gigantic opportunity. I listen to the guy. I recommend you do the same. Go to 2022stockmarketmessage.com and listen to what Mark has to say. He says there's an opportunity for you, opportunity for me. 2022stockmarketmessage.com, all right? Go. We'll be back. All right, it's panel time. And before I bring in my friend Shamika Michelle, contributor to The Blaze, and my friend Brandon Strzok of the Walk Away campaign, which you should be supporting, I wanted to play this video we played for you a little bit earlier of Dan Bishop going after this nut job. Um, what do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant? and have abortions? Yes. Okay. Shamika, what level of mental Ill illness are we dealing with now in this country? Uh, very high. When I saw that, there was one term that went through my head, and that was repeal the 19th. I, I always <laughs> say that I would be willing to give up my right to vote to stop a woman like that. Can you imagine being married to a woman that thinks you can actually get pregnant? The type of positions she's willing to put you in, in and out of the bedroom? <laughs> Nutcase. <laughs> Brandon, um, well... I Explain to me how we went from people just wanting to live their lives the way they want to live their lives to this. I mean, how am I supposed to look at that, Brandon, and call that anything other than demonic, if not insane and demonic? Well, listen, I just want to say, like, look, if we can no longer define gender, if we no longer have any idea what a man is and what a woman is, can we then please stop being forced to celebrate all these firsts from the left, that Kamala Harris is the first woman president, uh, vice president, that Hillary Clinton was going to be the first woman president, that our new press secretary is the first gay black woman for... Can we stop this if we can't actually define what gender actually is? Because it's really nauseating and it's getting a little tiresome and boring. We have the DHS coming out there saying there's going to be violence, which is interesting. You know what? Take a look at this video from Candace. This morning, I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew 
um, she was demanding that I come outside. Hello. Um, I was just looking to speak to whoever is at this property because it's listed as the Black Lives Matter property. Sir? Hello? The fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. We're not trying to harass you. We'll gladly leave. We're just wondering if we can speak to anybody. Y'all, I really need my family to be safe. <laughs> I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. And this, this, what happened this morning is not safety. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Now, Shamika, if memory serves me, we had Black Lives Matter pieces of trash burning down cities across the country, getting in people's faces who were trying to eat dinner while they were eating outside. We now have threats of violence, according to the DHS, because of the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade. We know that'll come from Black Lives Matter. But now she's offended about standing in her driveway. Do I have that right? You have that right. And listen, they no longer can complain about Oscar So White because she actually should get an Academy Award for that oh, that act that she just put on. It's theatrics. <laughs> you know, it's crazy to me. But anybody that voted for them, I mean, not voted for them, that gave money to them should just put on a clown wig because this has been a complete circus. Speaking of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, it was interesting to see how they were handled by the United States government and various local governments and state governments versus January 6th people. And Brandon, he is uniquely able to discuss the treatment of January 6th people. Brandon, would you please give us the two to three minute summary of exactly what happened to you and what did you do, felon? <laughs> Well, actually, I was charged with multiple felonies and a misdemeanor charge, but uh, I stood outside of the east side of the Capitol for about eight minutes shooting a video. I never went inside the building. I was, uh, I didn't, nor was I ever accused of uh, any violence, vandalism, theft, or destruction. Nonetheless, for the eight minutes that I stood on the east side of the building shooting a video, I was charged with two felonies and a misdemeanor charge, which ultimately, after a year of working with the DOJ, was resolved in a misdemeanor plea deal. Uh, that being said, I would just like to point out, since we're on the subject of Black Lives Matter, that in the summer of love of 2020, while Black Lives Matter was destroying neighborhoods and burning down people's property, more than 90% of those charged in the Black Lives Matter riot had all of their charges dismissed entirely. That hasn't happened for anybody in the January 6th cases. 100% of these cases are going all the way to the end. Good grief. All right. Shamika, I'm very excited to play this video for you of Sonny What's-Her-Face on The View saying Republicans are more extreme now. They are playing to the base. I mean, if you look at all the studies, the Republican Party has moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. There's a Pew Research um, Center analysis that finds that on average, Democrats and Republicans are farther apart ideologically today than at any time in the past 50 years. And that ideological divide breaks down to the Republican Party being an extremist party. And this, the Democratic Party actually, as you just mentioned, Sarah, moving more to the center. But isn't the problem that is the, the primaries? Because you can't get through these primaries unless you are extreme. 
Uh, Shamika, how much time do you think Sonny has spent going through these various studies? That is the part that killed me. I don't think she spent any time. I don't think she had the chance because she was too busy at her tailor getting shoulder pads put in. I can't take anyone seriously <laughs> still wearing them. <laughs> Brandon, which party's going more extreme? I mean, it's obvious the leftists are full-out communists now. I don't see the right going to the right at all. If anything, I find them to be way too moderate for my taste, but maybe I'm wrong. What say you? Well, what I say is that when Donald Trump got elected, I was still a liberal. I actually voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. And at the time that Trump got elected, I was very scared because everyone kept telling me that Donald Trump was going to come and round up gay people and put us into prisons and that he was going to round up black people and send them back. And the great irony is that everything I was afraid would happen under Donald Trump actually happened to me under Joe Biden. Within five days, they came to my house, rounded me up, and took me to jail. And since then, we see a party that's uh, pushing 87 different genders. We're seeing a party that's pushing a disinformation panel uh, with a disinformation czar, although it seems that public outrage has actually gotten them to back off that a little bit. So I think it's really amazing that, that conservatives are starting to stand up and push back against a lot of this extremism that is actually coming from the left because it's starting to work. We are actually starting to win, and I'm feeling it. All right, you two are going to a walk-away rally or something? What's going on this weekend, Brandon? So this Saturday at 2 o'clock in Beverly Hills at Beverly Hills uh, City Hall, walk-away is throwing our first live event in a year and a half uh, since the FBI raided my home. We're doing an event that we're calling No Guts, No Glory Rally, and the reason why we're calling it that is because we're at a point in this country where if you enjoy the glory of your freedom, if you enjoy the glory of being an American, it's time to have guts. It's time for people to stand up, just like we see parents doing all across the country on these school boards. We want to see people from all over California come together. We know that what happens in California has a way of spreading across the country. And so I want to see every person who's out there watching in the California area show up Saturday at 2 p.m. at Beverly Hills City Hall for a, gl a glorious, joyous celebration that the DOJ did not take down walk away. Joe Biden did not take walk down walk away. I'm back. Let's go, Brandon. We're back and we're here to survive. People can go to walkawaycampaign.com, click events and register for this event. But everyone come out, two o'clock p.m. Beverly Hills City Hall this Saturday, May 21st. Shamika, will the women be cooking at this event? The women will not be cooking, but look, I look for every chance to pimp slap the left and after what they've done <laughs> to Brandon, I'm, I realize now she didn't have my money. So it's gonna be a double pimp slap at this rally. Please show up and support. Go get them. All right, y'all, thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Jesse. Are we all about to go hungry? What's going on with wheat? Believe me, you're probably going to want to hear this. Brian Dean Wright joins us next to give us an update on what's going on around the world and here with wheat and food. Before we get to that, let's talk about what's going on with pollen. Tis the season, I know. It's allergy season, I get it. I don't have allergies anymore. I had them so bad for really all of my life. All of my life I'd have my eyes would get so red and itchy. And now that doesn't happen anymore. Why? Well, it's not medication. I don't have any over-the-counter allergy medication anymore, although I've taken a lot of it. I threw all of it away because I have three Eden Pure thunderstorms. It's an air purifier. You never have to replace the filter. It's just this little black box, very quiet, goes right in the outlet in the wall and 
My allergies are gone. On top of cleaning the air of any smells, viruses, and mold, it fixed my allergies. And they have a steal for my viewers. Because I own three, they decided to do EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. Not too bad, right? All right. We'll be back. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. That sounds pretty scary, especially from that Bond movie villain Klaus Schwab. Well, uh... I guess he was right, though. Credit to him. Joining me now, my friend Brian Dean Wright, of course, of the podcast I've been telling you about for a while, The President's Daily Brief. It's available every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. You want a little condensed, less than 20 minutes update on what's going on in the world? President's Daily Brief. All right, Brian, I wake up today and I roll over before I even listen to your podcast, and I'm seeing these scary headlines about wheat shortages specifically asia let's start there what's what's happening why does this matter yep so start with the fact that over 35 percent of the world gets its wheat from multiple places united states canada russia ukraine and a few others but the point is over a third of the people in this world rely on wheat for their food and so what we're seeing right now because of russia and ukraine and the war a lot of the supply is lacking so india normally a big exporter to the world Unfortunately, they're having tremendous amounts of uh, problems in terms of weather. They're not getting a crop this year, so they can't export to make up for all the loss that would have otherwise come from Russia and Ukraine. So for instance, they usually send wheat to a little country called Sri Lanka, just south of India itself. They are down about 40% from their wheat supplies. That's feeding riots, and indeed the prime minister of that country was thrown out because of it. So a big impact that we are seeing in places in Asia. Indonesia is another big place as well. All right, I, Brian, I'm sorry, I, you, you mentioned weather. Please tell me we don't have a drought coming on top of all the other problems we have contributing to this. Is there some kind of worldwide wheat drought? Yeah, there sure is, unfortunately. So we've got a tremendous drought in Kenya. That's about, about a 40 year severe drought. So they are struggling to find another supply. They've gone to India, but India has actually uh, implemented an export ban. So they don't wanna send it out to other folks. They've got 1.4 billion people that they have to feed. There's some diplomatic wrangling between Kenya and India this morning and indeed other places, but we'll see what happens with that. But here in the United States, we're facing some of those same drought issues too, particularly for our winter wheat, which we can get into in a moment. Okay, uh, before we get here on the domestic front, talk to me about Africa, Brian. You mentioned a 40-year drought in Kenya. Now, I'm no weather climate expert, and I'm certainly not a wheat expert, but that seems like a long time to have poor conditions. Is there, is there something else contributing to that? Well, let, let me clarify. So it's the worst drought in 40 years. So they've, they've had decent oh, okay, weather in the okay. past, but this year is absolutely the worst. So apologies on that. But that's not the no. only place that has been impacted by this. Other places in the Horn of Africa has been as well. In addition, the country of Cameroon has been impacted by not only drought conditions, but the fact that they're down 60% from what they normally get in terms of their wheat supply. 
they get that from Ukraine. Well, obviously they're not getting that this year. So that country, which is very poor, only makes about 65 bucks each month and an average citizen does. Well, that's a big, big problem. When you're losing 60% of your wheat, prices go up by about 50 to 60%. A lot of folks are gonna start starving if not very, very careful. Good grief. Okay, uh, let's, th- before we come here, let's talk about this starvation risk. I, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but I mean, we really, we really seem to be on the brink of people, especially in these third world countries, starving to death. Are we going to see people starving to death, Brian? You know, the, the sad reality is yes. I, I think that you are seeing in the international community right now a, a recognition that that is likely to happen. They're trying to raise a bunch of money and, and give it out in loans and grants to these various poor countries. But the issue, bottom line, is that there's just not enough supply. You know, India's got this uh, ban that uh, other countries can't buy their wheat. Obviously, Ukraine isn't going to have much of a crop. And so there's just not enough supply. So prices go up. Doesn't matter if you've got a land, uh, you know, a loan or a grant. If the wheat ain't there, you ain't buying it. Okay, I have the all-time dumbest question I've ever asked you, and I understand that's saying something, but Ukraine, uh-huh. I understand it's the world's breadbasket, and I understand Russia produces a lot of this, and I understand they're at war right now, and they're killing each other, and it's terrible, and I get all that. But is it outside of the realm of possibility for Russian leadership and Ukrainian leadership and maybe facilitated by someone else to come together and say, look, look, you guys keep killing each other. That's fine. Murder away. But at least let's make sure we're harvesting the crops so we all don't starve to death. Is that a ridiculous thing to even attempt? Not a dumb question. There is a tiny, tiny little sliver of hope that that could happen. Certainly it's a long shot, but if there are countries that Russia is friendly with, like the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, India, in fact, if they could lobby Moscow and say to Putin, look, at least let some of the wheat go out, maybe uh, it could happen, but it's a long shot. And by the way, breaking news that just came out, the United States and Europe are actually starting to send anti-ship missiles to Ukraine. That's probably gonna happen in the next number of days. So that would suggest that nobody's looking for a diplomatic solution here. God forbid the Ukrainians are going to start once they get these missiles shooting the 20 some ships that are parked in the Black Sea that are basically stopping all ships from coming in and out of Ukraine to blockade. So a major escalation today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you just brought up the Russia's ties to the UAE and places like Saudi Arabia. Now, again, I'm not a foreign policy expert, but it seems like 15 minutes ago, we were good friends with Saudi Arabia and UAE. Is this straining our relationship? We're obviously going after Russia. Russia's still friends with our allies. I still hope they're that. What, what's the dynamic here? Yeah, so we have had a serious uh, degradation of our relationship with most of the Middle East under Joe Biden. Whether you like him or not, or you're Democrat or Republican, the bottom line is a lot of people in the Middle East don't like us anymore. And that's because we have treated them very poorly in their eyes in the past year under Joe Biden. So if we go to them hat in hand and say, hey, please reach out to Moscow and do this, not just for us, but for the whole world, I'm not sure that that's going to get very far. You're gonna have to have Biden do a lot of groveling and apologizing for a number of different reasons, but one of them being for backing Iran and trying to get this new nuke deal. A lot of those countries in the Middle East do not like Iran. So that's part of the reason why they just don't like Biden. Okay, finally, let's ask probably the hardest question. How does this affect us? I mean, we got to eat too here in America. I know we obviously have better systems in place, first world country and all that. And thank you, Lord, for that. But are are we going to have people going hungry here? 
I don't think that the impact will be as severe here because we have a relatively decent crop that's coming up. We're actually going to be putting out less supply this year. Our winter wheat crop, unfortunately, did not get enough moisture, so our yields are going to be down. Our spring crop that should be in the ground right now, unfortunately, there was too much rain over the past couple of months, so too much mud, not enough tractors getting seed in the soil. So we are going to see a pinch, but we still have quite a few, uh, you know, quite a many bushels in reserve, right? But the bigger issue here is all those countries that are now spending a lot more money on inflationary pressures like wheat, right? They're not able to buy the goods and services that we export to them normally. So less money for them means less money for us, fewer products and services that we produce. So folks who are watching right now in America's factories or companies that support our factories, yeah, this could impact you big time. This could potentially reduce the production lines, the number of people that we need, uh, and folks could be looking at lower wages or even lost jobs. In other words, we have some very serious headwinds for a possible recession. Golly. Okay. Brian Dean Wright, the President's Daily Brief, every day downloaded. Just go subscribe. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it, bud. You bet. You like communists? Well, no, I know you don't like communists, but you like learning about them, learning about communism. You know how we've been doing these history specials now more and more? We just did one on Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, where all this began. You can watch the whole thing. Shoot, you can watch the whole thing right now. You just got to be a First TV supporter to do that. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up and enjoy. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And as you can tell, I have this annoying little gnat right here, right over my right shoulder. This is my son, Luke, and I thought maybe it would probably be beneficial for everyone to see what I have to deal with every single day. This is why we have to do lighten the mood sections like this. <laughs> Get out of here. Like uh, former President George Bush giving a speech, and boy, talk about a whoopsie. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Oops. All right. Hey, don't forget, again, don't forget, tomorrow we have a special dropping on Lenin. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up so you can watch it. Want to learn about these communist scumbags? It's going to be fun. Thefirsttv.com slash support. I'll see you then. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. 
Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone-fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. choq.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.